What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 64 of the Budget Minded Traveler podcast. We are sort of back to normal programming today after a series of sort of bonus slash different style episodes. I don't have a new intro recorded yet. That is one of my goals in the next month or so. So please excuse the lack of awesome salsa music. Um, I know some of you guys dance to that in your car. Don't lie. (laughs) I will prioritize that after I get back from hiking in Southern Patagonia right now, as many of you know, I'm actually living in Argentina in Bariloche, which is located in Northern Patagonia. And I have been traveling for five months now and something amazing is about to happen. Four of my girlfriends from Montana are coming to hike through Chilean and Argentinian Patagonia with me. We did a trip with the same girls to Nicaragua in 2013, and it was incredible. So I could not be more excited to go back to the W Circuit in Torres Alpine National Park, which is where I was in last September, October in Chile, with them this time. And uh, we're going to do the glaciers in southern Argentina, too. So that's where I'm going to be when this episode gets published. Today, I am starting a new series, which is going to feature people who have huge travel plans. And what I mean by huge plans is that they haven't done them yet. And so I'm hoping that each one will have a before and after episode. Obviously that means they'll be far in the future, the after episodes, but that way we can see what's going into the planning and preparation and also have them back on in the future to share how their experiences went and what sort of advice they will then be able to share for others looking to do the same sorts of things. And of course, stories, because we all love stories. So in today's show, we are kicking this off with actually part one of a two-part pre-trip episode, just to make it extra confusing for you, um, with a friend of mine from Montana, who I am so proud of because she is about to embark on her first international solo trip. And more than that, she's tackling the number one thing on her bucket list, which is her dream of traveling to Italy. I just love that. I have lived in Italy a few times, and so she had all sorts of questions for me. So we decided that the conversation that we would have between all of her first-time solo travel questions and relating these to Italy would be super relevant to share with all of you because I know so many of you happen to be also making travel plans for Italy specifically. It's one of those popular destinations. So 
I ended up splitting our conversation into two episodes because it went for over an hour. So in the first part, which is today, we talk a lot about safety and general first time traveler tips. And in the second part, which will be the next episode, we focus more on the itinerary discussion for Italy with, of course, some more general travel tips thrown in there. So I'd like to introduce you guys to my friend, Angie Mikesell. And like every guest I interview, I always ask for a bio to put on the show notes page. And I'm going to read you what Angie sent me because it's so great and it'll help you understand where she's coming from to make this trip happen. Angie Mikesell grew up in Livingston, Montana. When she was ready to spread her wings and fly, she moved 25 miles away from that same small town. (laughs) While she only moved to nearby Bozeman, she found herself in a place where she had everything she loved right at her fingertips. She had her family close, a great career, and beautiful mountains full of wide open spaces and trails to explore for days. However, there was one thing that was missing from her life, and no matter what she did, she could not resist that tug at her heart and the deep need to travel. Angie is finally pursuing her dream of traveling to Italy. She'll be heading out on her adventure in April. This trip has been on the top of her bucket list for a number of years, and she is so incredibly excited to have the opportunity to pursue her dream. If you're feeling similar to Angie, just know that there are so many people rooting for you and supporting you to make travel happen. We could not be more excited for you to realize your travel dreams. All right, so here we go with Angie. I am dropping you right into the conversation. Okay, so you haven't really traveled before, right? I've traveled a little bit, but like I've went to Japan um, with a group on an exchange um, and I've went to Mexico with a couple of friends. So that's really been like out of the U.S. travel for me. Um, And each time I've done that, it's been with a group of people. So this would be the first kind of solo trip that I would take. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's the background of where where this wish to solo travel is, is, is coming from? So I have always really admired um, others that have been able to travel. And I think that that's something that I've always, a big goal that I've always had in my life, but never really felt like the opportunity arise. Um, and I think, I I honestly think I was a little bit nervous um, to go outside the U.S. Um, I When I was younger, I always traveled with my parents. We always took a family vacation every year, and it was always inside the U.S., usually kind of the neighboring states, and we had a blast. Um, But I never really had the opportunity until I went to Japan to travel abroad. Um, And once I did that, I just fell in love with it. Um, And then, you know, sometimes life just takes hold. And you go to college and I graduated from college and really didn't take a break after that. I went right into the workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I think I felt I felt this need to travel, but I didn't I didn't really allow myself the opportunity to. So it's something that I've always wanted to do. But then, you know, when we met and we started talking, I just saw the passion that you had for it. And I knew that that was kind of in my heart. I just never um really explored it more. Mm -hmm. So talking to you has just allowed me to explore that a lot more. And this opportunity came up and I just felt this pull to, to jump at it. And so why do you think that you haven't, what do you mean when you say you haven't allowed yourself to do it before? Was it money or what was it? Was it really like that you just didn't prioritize it? You didn't want it bad enough? Yeah, I think that's exactly what it was. I didn't prioritize it. I think, you know, 
you get into this daily routine, um, you know, of going to work and really making that your priority. And I, I just haven't taken a lot of time off of work in the past. And, um, that's always been kind of the top of my list and it still is. Um, so I just haven't, you know, I haven't separated that and really made it, like you said, a priority. Mm -hmm. And, and why is it now all of a sudden? I mean, I know it's been brewing, but (laughs) what makes this different? Yeah. I think honestly, I I feel like the opportunity just presented itself in a wonderful way to where I was planning on traveling with a friend. I had already saved up the money. I had already asked for the time off of work. It was just this perfect, you know, situation where I had allowed myself that space. Mm-hmm. And now you're looking at going alone? I am looking at going partially alone. My hope okay. is that Um, I have a friend that's going to be in Italy at that time, Mm -hmm. and I'm hoping that we can meet up for a period of time, um, but the majority of my travel would be alone. Okay. Awesome. And you still want to do it. This is something you want to do for yourself, right? I absolutely want to do it. And it's interesting because I feel like um, I'm nervous about it, uh, but the more that I talk with people, um, you know, the more I talk with my friends and others that I really respect, the more I realize that a lot of people have done this. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of women have traveled alone that are in my life that I didn't realize, Mm -hmm. um, which makes me even more excited. I've always wanted to travel alone. It's always been on my bucket list. I've always wanted to go to Europe. So this is just the perfect opportunity for me to kind of um, be able to do that for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, what's awesome is as soon as I, I asked you if you, if you still want to do it, I could hear the smile in your voice. Like, I'm so excited about it. <laughs> obviously you're definitely going to make this happen. So yes. what are the, well, let's talk about that then. Let's talk about the solo travel aspect of it because I know you have fears around it, right? Absolutely. So what do you want to know? Um, I mean, I'm yours. Like, let's talk yeah. about this. You know, um, I think (laughs) it is a little nerve wracking. I mean, I want to know from you, what was like, what were the scary parts and how did you get through it? You know, were there Mm. parts where you were, you know, lost in a city or were there parts where you, um, I don't know, were like scared about like boarding the plane and like things went wrong or, you know, I just Mm want to prepare myself for those, those pieces and also have your perspective on like how you got through that. Okay, so first of all, you said I know that's a loaded question. It it is, but and well, let's break it down too, though, because you said what are the scary parts, you know, and and that that can be so many things. There are so <laughs> many things. I mean, not just when you look at take you're taking. Is this going to be like a two or three week trip for you, or how long is it going to be? Two weeks. I think it's going to be um, yeah, a little under two weeks is my plan. Okay, because I mean, my point is you have all these things that you're leaving behind that you're obviously worrying about, you know, pets at home, your house, (laughs) like the everyday things that you're leaving. That's always one of the scary things. And honestly, um, you have to just do you have pets? I don't. You don't. Okay. So I always did. And just having to have someone take care of the pet is like a huge part of it, you know, and I know that a lot of people out there ask me that, but you have to trust, first of all, that what you're leaving behind is going to be taken care of, whether it's Mm -hmm. things at work that your colleagues are going to have to cover for you. I mean, these are all parts of the scary things that come along, you know, Um, you have to let that go. And focus on where you're going, first of all, because leaving is one of the hardest parts, really. 
I mean, getting all That's the things. It, well, I think that it is, though. I mean, a lot of people. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, they, they get caught up in all the things that they're going to have to take care of and they kind of back out. Um, and so that is one of the scary parts that I think should be mentioned. But <laughs> when you're the one going on, you know, a trip, you're about to go have an amazing time and make all these memories. And when you get back, everything's going to still be the same. Like the world will not have ended. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, I mean, with that aspect of leaving things behind, I mean, that can be scary, but you just have to trust that like, yeah, you're moving in the right direction. You're doing the right thing. And then are you concerned about safety or are you concerned about um, things going wrong or both? Do you want to just talk about all of it? Yeah, I think it's probably both. Okay. I, you know, I think I want to know like the, like what I should prepare myself as a woman um, traveling alone. I want to know those things, Mm -hmm. you know, those, I I mean, I live in Bozeman, Montana, where it's extremely safe and, (laughs) you know, you don't have to worry about those little things. And I think that sometimes I get stuck in that world. (laughs) So I I just want to make sure that I'm prepared Mm -hmm. um, when I'm traveling alone. Okay. First of all, the the number one thing that I always say, and I mean, the people who listen to my podcast are going to hear this like over and over again, but I always say that common sense is your best defense because you cannot right. leave that at home just because you're in a new place, like especially because you're in a new place, you're in a new environment. Things that don't matter so much at home matter now simply because you're not sure if you should take a left or a right at the next street corner, you know, and so being aware of your surroundings is I think one of the major things Um Keep, you know, just like keep your wits about you. Don't don't lose sight of of <laughs> of your senses. You are smart, and so use it. You know, don't check that at the door when you when you go on vacation because you do need it. And I mean, yeah. as a petite blonde like you are, you're gonna be. I mean, yeah, guys are gonna stare at you. And I mean, especially in Italy, is one of those places where they say flirting is original. You know, and and guys think that they're flattering you by catcalling and doing these things. And, and really you can choose to just ignore it. But I also think if that's going to happen to you, something like that, just keep, keep an eye on where you are, make sure you're, you know, looking around and just, I mean, it's also a good idea. Like for example, I was just, um, in Southern Italy. And when I, when I got there, I asked the girl that I was staying with about, you know, is there anything I should know about, about being here specifically? Um, and she said, yeah, you know, it's a little bit different here than it is in other parts of Italy. Um, you probably shouldn't be out on the streets by yourself after 10 PM. And I thought, oh, that's interesting because, you know, in some places it doesn't matter, but it it could be a good idea for you when you get somewhere, ask the people at the hotel or something, you know, um, what should I know about here? What are, what, what is, uh, what's normal? Like, what should I be looking out for? Or, um, because if that's going to make you feel better, you know, if it's going to give you a good idea of, well, maybe I shouldn't take this road at night or something, you know, then you'll know next time to take a taxi instead or something. So, I mean, you can, you can ask, great advice. yeah. And you can ask, I mean, and ask the people at your hotel too, because, you know, they're in your neighborhood. And so they, they actually should, they should know. I mean, they're dealing with tourists, you know, so that's an idea for you. Also, I would, I would, the, I think one of the biggest things for me is trust your gut, especially women's intuition. You know, there's something to be said about that, and it's better to be safe than sorry. And so, if if one night you just you know you're going to be safe walking back to the hotel, but you just have a feeling maybe you should take a taxi or something, you know, do it because 
in the end, even if it costs like 10, but even if it costs $40, like who cares? That's safety, you know? And so it right. doesn't matter where you are. Like if, if that makes you feel better, do it. Also, <laughs> I am really big on being really careful with alcohol. Be extremely careful with alcohol because, and this is for everyone. I mean, it affects you differently in different places all over the world. And I mean, not just with elevation, but levels of alcohol in drinks, the way that they're made, it doesn't even matter. Like you could be drinking a normal drink and it would affect what you would, what you would call normal. And it could affect you completely differently somewhere than it does at home, you know? And so just like really be careful with that. Um, because I've just seen too many stupid things happen as a result of that, you know? And so, I mean, cut it out completely if, if it makes you feel better, <laughs> especially going out at night, you know? I mean, if that's the purpose, then get on a hostile pub crawl and make sure everybody is looking out for each other <laughs> or something. But yeah, I think my purpose in traveling is definitely really exploring the area. And um, so that's not really my intent, but that's definitely mm-hmm. good advice. Yeah, because I mean, you might end up doing that, you know, you could go out on a pub crawl or something at night, but just just remember, you know, just be be smart. Right. I mean, there are so many things, honestly, in my book. Do you have my book? Did you, do. do you have a copy of my book? The safety chapter is the biggest chapter in my book because I have so okay. much to say about it, you know, but re- I would say revisit that too, because there are little things that, that I used to do, you know, and I would walk home from the bar when I was bartending in Italy in the middle of the night. It'd be, I mean, <laughs> in the U.S. bars close at two, but in, in, um, in Italy, oh my gosh, we would keep it open till like four in the morning sometimes. And I would walk home afterwards by myself and I lived near the train station, which is almost always a sketchy neighborhood, like in all, in all the cities. <laughs> but, um, I would walk down like the middle of the streets that were illuminated, you know, just bright. And I would just walk straight down the middle of the streets. I would hold my keys in my hand, like ready for attack or ready to just unlock the door when I get there, you know, quickly. And I'm always looking over my shoulder. I'm not wearing headphones. You know what I mean? It's like, you're just keeping right. stock of, of your surroundings, what's going on around you. I mean, there are definitely things you can do safety wise. And if you ever feel, you know, like you're in an uncomfortable, uncomfortable situation, then just get yourself out of it, you know, do what it takes because it'll be worth it. I mean, wow, I could go on about that. But (laughs) did that bring up any questions for you? Yeah, one question that kind of brings up is, is it, I mean, it seems like it's more typical than I would expect for women to travel alone to, you know, in Europe. Is that the case? It's not, it's probably not something that's like, you know, bizarre or, um, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, looked at oddly if I show Mm -hmm. up at a a hotel alone. No, no, not at all. It's so normal. In fact, I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but statistically more women travel than men. And so, whether that means they're in uh, groups or with partners or not, there are more women out there than there are men. And and a lot of them travel solo. I mean, there's a reason that solo female travel is such a thing. It's because there are so many of us doing it, you know? So yeah, no, it's not weird at all. And I mean, you'll notice it. Like I start to notice it more when I'm traveling alone. I'll start to notice now all of the other solo travelers. And there are so many there are always other solo travelers, you know, and so you don't look strange at all. Um, that's definitely not it. And like restaurants, they don't they they don't care if you're only one person. Like they're not going to make a scene. Or like I know it feels like the world is looking at you, but they're not. 
And if they are, it's probably because they like your hair. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I that. mean? Seriously, yeah. though, like it's probably because they're, you know, interested in you for a different reason. It's not not for anything scary, not for anything judgmental. Um, I think these are just things that we tell ourselves that that's going on. But nope, not at all. <laughs> not okay. weird. All right. Good. Yeah. So have confidence. Definitely. have. Oh, okay. actually, that's another really good tip right there is is have confidence. Own your situation. Don't look like the lost traveler or something like walk with purpose. Walk with your head up and be confident when you're in foreign places, because I mean, if you walk in like you own the place or, you know, fake it till you make it, you know, you'll become it. And so and people are less likely to mess with you if you're if you're on a mission to, you know, get somewhere or whatever it is. And I mean, by messing with you, I even just mean like, oh, asking for directions or something like you never know what it is. But it's amazing how many people ask me for directions when I'm traveling. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) I'm like a local. Like, no. Um, But also one more thing that just that I just thought of is um, there's a couple of tips that that are kind of more practical. They're, they're a little bit more logistical. But when I'm on public transport, first of all, I always bring a purse that zips closed. Always make sure you have a zipper and you can lock your zippers shut with um, safety pins if you need to. That and if you're going to put your bag down on like a crowded bus or something um, that you're going to maybe be on for a while, like l- loop the strap through your your leg as you're sitting there so that somebody can't pull it out from the seat underneath you without, you know, pulling your leg. Or if you have to put something in the overhead compartment above you, put it across the aisle so you can always keep an eye on it. And then never put your purse behind you on like crowded metros. Always keep it in front of you with a hand over it because those guys are good. (laughs) So, you know, just make it difficult for them. All you need to do is make them pass on to the next person honestly. Like, just don't make it easy for them. Um, Jackie, because... is that pretty common? No, I wouldn't say so. I mean, I've never been pickpocketed, but I've been with someone who was. And so I, I just, but I'm always, I mean, you know, the sad thing is she, <laughs> we were on a crowded metro in Rome when she had her wallet stolen out of her purse, which didn't zip closed. In fact, it had a clip buckle that was broken. <laughs> and so there were things that she could have done to to prevent that and it was a very crowded metro um i mean i'm just always like especially in crowds be aware of your pockets and be aware of your purse that's all you have to do focus on that don't forget about it and if somebody um but one of the annoying things about traveling solo i think is that if you are on like a train or something you have to it's like and you have to go to the bathroom do you leave all your stuff in your seat and go to the bathroom? you know it's like ah this is really annoying and so you kind of have to just use your best judgment about whether either your stuff is going to be safe or if you don't feel like it is, take it all with you, even just to go to the bathroom, you know, uh, not all of it, but I mean like your purse. Um, I travel with a laptop and so I'll often have that out and I don't want people to notice that I'm just putting it away to go to the bathroom, you know, so right. I mean, there are things that you want to think about and there are, I'm like really going off with this, but there are traps that people can trap you in like if if somebody is asking you for help with something I also find myself like okay it's like I'm listening to them with one ear and one eye and with the other I'm like is anything going on right now like are you trying to distract me from something and I'll just kind of like look around and make sure that nothing else is going on 
even couples, you know, like I remember one time being on the beach in Thailand and this couple, unassuming couple walked by on a really pretty crowded beach and they stopped and asked us to take a picture. And I was with someone and he got up to go take the picture. And I I just had this weird, like, I'm just going to sit here and like pay attention to what's going on. And nothing happened. It wasn't like that. Like nothing happened at all. But just like being aware of it made me, you know, it's a good thing to not allow yourself to get distracted because these distraction traps, like they'll steal your bag, they'll steal your purse, they'll pickpocket you. Um, And so if you feel uncomfortable, even just helping someone, you can just say no, it doesn't matter. You're never going to see them again, you know? So like just use your gut and kind of um, take care of yourself because that's, you're the only one out there doing that. So that's really, really good points just to make sure if someone approaches you, you're really aware of your surroundings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's not like you want to judge the person. Like, of course we want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, but just don't just kind of trust your instincts and make sure you don't forget that these things do happen. Um, I had friends lose like iPod, uh, um, laptop. These things were stolen right out of their train seats because they, they got down to help somebody pick up a whole bunch of change that had just fallen on the floor. So, (laughs) I mean, as long as you're aware, that's the first step. Is being aware. Yep. Good discussion. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. So um, the other, I mean, the other part of that question was, you know, if you do get into a situation, you know, on the other side where, you know, you're just, you know, something goes wrong or, you know, you're alone. I mean, how do you kind of pick yourself back up and, um, you know, dust off your knees and, you know, keep mm-hmm. going. Have have you encountered those situations? You know, I'm thankful to say that I have never like none none of that none of those stories have ever happened to me. Um, but here's the thing: is I mean, in similar situations, like I've had issues before, nothing that concerned my safety, but I have had like really. Ugh, just really annoyingly horrible things like go wrong, just like logistically or whatever for travels, you know, and, and they do take a lot out of you and it's very stressful. But if you're safe and you're okay, then you can do, you can, you can fix anything. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it might cost you a lot of money and you, you just put it on the credit card. Um, and you, you just, you know, thankful that, you're fine and you're going to get over it and it's going to make a good story one day, you know, or something. I mean, right. what you really need to be, um, the, the only thing that's like not fixable is if you're hurt, like then you need to get yourself, you know, to a hostel, a, ho- a hostel, a hospital or something. Um, or maybe you need to get a new passport, which I mean, I've like the day that, that my friend had her wallet stolen off the Metro. We spent that whole day at the German embassy, you know, Um, but that's, that's why you always want to have a copy of your passport, possibly even an extra, like if you really want to go to preventive measures or then have an extra photo, like a passport size photo and a copy of your passport always stuffed in your bag somewhere. You can make copies of your, maybe the credit card number with the phone number that you would need to call if it gets stolen or something. I mean, I used to do all these things to be completely honest. I don't really even do them anymore. I don't even have a copy of my passport on me, which is bad. 
I shouldn't have said that out loud, but, um, <laughs> but it's a, it's a good thing to have. Like you always want to have a copy of that. And, and that just would expedite the process. If you do need to get new documents at some point, you know, there are always people who, I mean, yeah, for, for every bad person, there are 10 people out there who are going to want to help you. So if something does go wrong, reach out, you know, and I mean, in some cases, then you may need to file a police report. Like if something happens, I mean, I don't want you to think that like this is common practice, but these would be the steps if this were to happen, something like that, you know, definitely reach out to authorities, to anyone who might be able to help you. And even in a, in Italy and other countries, they're going to be able to speak English and help you or find someone who can. So as long as you're safe, everything can be taken care of, basically. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is scary. I mean, even missing a bus, it's like, oh no, <laughs> like, what do I do? You know, but you just figure out the next one, or maybe you take a train instead or whatever it is. And I mean, if there is anything I hate, it is wasting time and wasting money. And when you put those two things together, you do not want to be around me. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's still just everything's fine. Just you know, so I lost 50 bucks today or whatever. Like it hurts when you're traveling on a budget, but sometimes you just have to do it and right. you're fine and be grateful that, you know, you have your health still and your safety and whatever. And you're like in an amazing country. I mean, there are so many silver linings, you know, it's just easy to focus on the negative sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So I think those are really uh, uh, like, important questions that I had to kind of get started. And then I have this whole list of other things. All right. That list of other things is going to have to wait until the next episode. That's actually where I cut it off. And then we start talking more about Italy. So stay tuned for the next episode. Uh, for this one, you can check out the show notes at the budget minded traveler.com slash 64. Also, if this sparked any questions for you travel related the facebook group is a great place to ask those questions so if you're not a part of the facebook group yet come on over you can find it at facebook.com slash the budget minded traveler there's a link to the group there it's a free group anyone can join and uh there's some really great travel questions and conversations going on in there so come on over and stay tuned for the next episode thanks for listening and maybe i'll find some music to play for you right now just to close it out see you next time What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.